Now, where I live, we're in another lockdown because of COVID. There really isn't much that we can do, but we're quite thankful that the weather is turning nicer. Now, one thing we can do is go on a road trip. Even a short trip can be fun and relaxing. I do try to go where I haven't gone before or perhaps not even for a long time. Now, the roads are quiet and the air is crisp and fresh. And of course, the music is on. It's quite relaxing where I go for my road trips. Now, where do you go for your road trips? Do you have regular locations that you head to? Now, do you go alone or do you go with other family members? Uh, I've done both because as long as I'm behind the wheel, I'm good. Now, welcome to another episode of Speed Bumps, a safe driving podcast. In this episode, we'll talk about checking the rearview mirror is something we can all reflect on. Judging when the light may change from green to amber or yellow. And are you a backseat driver? Let's go. Now, there's no question that being a, a good driver means that we're aware of everything going on around our vehicle. We need to. And it's not just where we're going. And sometimes it's to the side or what's behind us. I once had a elderly student that I was refreshing their driving ability. Uh, I was helping her out for the, uh, the drive, and I noticed that she wasn't checking her mirror very often, not very much at all. So I reminded her, you should be checking your mirror more regularly. She said, why? I've already been there. Well, checking your mirror is more about seeing where you've been. It's more about being aware of who's coming up. We don't want to be surprised by what's going on. So how often do you check your mirror? And it could be the rear view mirror or combination of the rear view and then the side rear view mirrors. So when you're checking your mirror, roughly five to eight to 10 seconds is a good idea. And that's roughly about a block at city speed. So you might be wondering, why should I check my mirror so often? Every block really in the city? Yeah, because as you go uh, past a, uh, an intersection, someone could be coming out of that intersection and is now turned and coming behind you. Being aware of the changing traffic behind means that you can adjust what you're doing. If you check your mirrors every block or so at city speed, you're gonna be aware by repetition if the driver behind is gaining on you. You can't tell with one glance or maybe even two glances, but repetitive glances you can compare the distance that they were behind you to the distance they are now. And if you recognize that they're closer to you, increase your following distance. We're taking the information that we get from our mirror to help us make driving choices. And that's the purpose of checking our mirror. We should also check it before slowing down, not braking, but before that, like a few seconds before we wanna do that. If you're checking your mirror and you see that there's a driver tailgating you, which is a huge mistake, then perhaps braking a little earlier and more gradual will help protect you and your vehicle as well as your passengers. Braking late because you're unaware of what's behind you could cause the driver behind to hit you. Now, some people say, well, it would be their fault. Yeah, it's good to know it's their fault while you're lying in a hospital bed, isn't it? But if you can make a driving choice based on a mirror check, and it's a good choice, and you don't get into a collision, isn't that beneficial? 
Now, one of the major crashes that do occur in North America is a rear crash. It's massive. They happen a lot. They happen in the middle of a freeway. They happen at intersections. So whenever you're stopped, the first part of being able to avoid a rear crash is knowing that you need to. So checking your mirror on a regular basis while you're stopped is an extremely good idea. Knowing how to avoid a rear crash is a second part, but that won't happen if you don't know you need to. Now, the other part about checking your rearview mirror is before and after you make a turn. So you've just made a turn. You're now onto a new road. You want to see what the traffic's like behind you. You want to know if the traffic is going quicker. So right after the turn, checking your mirror, speeding up when you see the traffic behind, gaining on you quickly. You're on a new road. It's new driving environment. You need to be updated. So checking the mirror is a big, big part of what we're doing. So maybe verbalize your mirror checks. Find out when you're doing it. And just verbalize what you see just for a few days just to see how often you really are checking your mirror. We want to measure it with seconds, not with a calendar. So checking your rearview mirror is really something we can all reflect on, can't you? One of the things I witness on a regular basis, and it may not be every day, but it's, it's quite often, is when drivers make mistakes when they're approaching traffic lighted intersections. I've seen drivers slow down for a green light. I think, why are you slowing down for a green? And then when the light changes to amber or yellow, people speed up. Like you got that backwards. Green, let's go. The yellow and amber light, we should stop if it's safe to do so. But what I realize is that there are a number of drivers who can't determine or they have poor choices of deciding when they should be attempting to stop and when they should not. So some people make the error, and, and let me explain why it's an error. The error is they look at the flashing hand. You look at the flashing hand and say, oh, the light's gonna change. And what do you do when you see that hand flash? Do you do anything at all? Do you speed up so, trying to get through the light before it does change? Well, that's gonna screw up the people opposite you who are attempting to turn left. They see a big gap and suddenly you hammer the gas. And now you make a closer call than it really needs to be. Well, then there's the people who they see the hand flash and then they slow down. Well, I don't want to go through that light. So I'm going to slow down. So I'm prepared to stop when it changes. That doesn't always work either. You see, the crosswalk hand is designed for pedestrians. You know, those are the people on their feet. We're in a car. We don't need to use that because we're no longer the pedestrian. We're the driver. It has nothing to do with us. The crosswalk that is longer the hand's gonna flash longer. It's gonna say, don't walk, because it takes longer to cross through the, the crosswalk on a longer crosswalk than a shorter one. And that short crosswalk, the hand won't flash as long because it takes pedestrians less time to get through. So using the crosswalk hand is not a good choice for drivers. You have to use the fact that if that light's been green for a while, chances are it's gonna change. So if you're looking well ahead, a few blocks at least to where you are now, and that light's green two blocks away from you, well, the chances are when you get closer to that traffic light, it might very well change. So then you make a mental decision. You have to make a decision based on a few factors. So how fast you're going is one of the factors, because the slower you go, the quicker you can stop. But the faster you drive, 
the longer it's going to take you to stop. So you have to check your speedometer. Maybe the flow of traffic is going quicker than what you would expect. You have to pay attention to the road conditions. And the biggest factor, who's behind you? And now I just talked about mirror checks. So every eight seconds, you're going to be checking your mirror to see whether or not Sparky's on your butt or not. If they are, that decision about whether or not you're going to stop or go is going to be further away from the intersection. So you're making that decision based on those three factors. And once you say now, the now means you're going. Or once you say go. Once you say now, if the light changes after you've said now, you're going to continue through the intersection. Attempting to stop means you're going to slam on your brakes. Your anti-lock brakes might activate. That's not a safe stop. And chances are you're not going to stop anyway. You're going to be in the middle of the crosswalk. Or you might even enter the intersection. It's risky. And you could get into a rear crash because of the violent braking that you're doing. Now, some people will use the countdown crosswalk as well. If you've got those in your neighborhood, um, no. Those are also for pedestrians. You're not a pedestrian, remember? You are when you leave your car, but when you get in your car, you're the driver. Make driving choices, not pedestrian choices. Now, the reason why they don't work, they're not the same at all intersections. Take a look at it in your neighborhood. Take a look in your city, your community. Some of them will get down to zero, but the light hasn't changed. It's still green. Then a number of seconds later, it changes. So what are you going to do when you see it down to five, four, three? Nothing. Make that decision based on the fact that the light's been green for a while. Check out your factors of your speed, the road conditions, and the traffic behind. When the light changes... Once you've said no, if the light changes after that, you're going to keep going. If the light changes before you say no, you're going to stop safely. And that's how we make the decision if we can stop or go when the lights change. Now, are you a helpful person? Do you always try to go that extra little bit just to help people? I like to help people. My parents were helpful people. My siblings, my family. We like to help people because you know what? It's nice to be nice. Some of these nice people try to be nice when they're in the car. They actually assist the driver in making driving choices. They sit in the front seat. They can see just as well as the, the driver can. And they offer advice to the driver. Like slow down, speed up, change lanes. Oh, and by the way, the driver never asked for this help. You're a backseat driver. You should be in the backseat. You know what? I know you, you try to help. I know you're thinking that you're helping, but the reality is you're a distraction. You're creating an issue for the driver, and they're the one behind the wheel. They're the one that can stop the vehicle, accelerate, and steer to avoid problems. You're creating such a distraction in their mind, they might even miss seeing a red light because of you. Back in season one of Canada's Worst Driver, when I was a judge, we had a participant named David on the show. If you've seen it, you know who he is. His nominator, his co-driver was George, a buddy of his. And George was a terrible backseat driver. He was also grabby too. He was grabbing the steering wheel. Um, Don't do that. You're not trained to do that. Don't do that. Well, George kept thinking he was a pretty good driver. And David would tell me about it. He would talk to me afterwards and say, George says this and George says this. 
And I asked him, is George a good driver? He said, well, he tells me he is. Well, you know what? I took George out in the car. I tested George's real driving ability. George was not a good driver. So as a backseat driver who's not very good, giving a participant on Canada's worst driver driving advice, it's the blind leading the blind. No wonder they're cream of the crap. So don't let a backseat driver control your decisions. Tell them point blank. You know what? I'm the driver. Let me make choices. If you want to drive, you can make decisions at that time. But leave me alone and say it in a nice way so they don't have a hissy fit because you're, they're still your friend or maybe your family, right? So we all want to be safe on the road. And I know they're trying to help, but the reality is they're not. Give them a book to read. Let them play with their phone. Let them do anything but help you. <laughs> you don't really need their help. You need them to be quiet. Sorry to all you backseat drivers out there. Thanks for listening to this episode of Speed Bumps, a safe driving podcast. Be sure to come back each week as episodes are usually posted on a Sunday. If you have any feedback, questions, or just an idea to discuss, drop me an email at safedriver36 at yahoo.ca. I'm also on Twitter. You can reach me at, at @safedriver. Be sure to check out my blog, thesafedriver.ca, as new articles are coming up regularly. Thanks again. Come back soon and drive safe. I'm Scott Marshall.